Broadcasting from the 49th state of Alaska, where everyone rides polar bears to school and live in igloos. This is F Your Opinion, the best podcast for the latest updates in the MLB, NFL, and NBA. Here's your sports-loving host, Marvin McCall. What up, what up? Thank you for listening to F Your Opinion. I'm your sports-loving host, Marvin McCall. So before we actually start talking about sports, I just want to start off this episode by saying I will never ever talk about politics and sports because this isn't a political podcast. I will never talk about the national anthem with the NFL or anything even remotely political. This is a podcast that is strictly and only sports. This podcast is to help show mine and as well as your appreciation of the NBA, NFL, and MLB. This show is to help you, the listeners, stay updated within the sports world without having to search around the internet about what is going on because I already have that covered for you within the simple click of a play button. So let's get to the fun stuff. I, I mean, it, I know it seems like every episode I start with LeBron, but I'm going to start with him again. And LeBron's decision is... It's done and over with, but according to ESPN.com, LeBron James strongly considered the 76ers during his free agency period. And so this is what the 76ers managing partner had to say about it. He said, I think they considered us very strongly, talking about LeBron's team. I think he, I would be speculating on how he makes his decisions and I don't want to do that, but I think they were really serious about Philadelphia. The fact that they took the meeting with us was something that they didn't view lightly, so I think they were very serious about it. So it's easy to think that James and his team actually considered the 76ers after that statement, right? If he did, then the meeting his team had, because remember, he didn't want to be any part of flashy meetings, during the whole free agency period and stuff like that. But the meeting his team had with the 76ers probably wasn't all that great. Maybe they said something wrong during the whole process, and LeBron James said Magic Johnson said all the right things during their meeting. Also, according to ESPN.com, the 76ers believe that they had more uh, a more talented group of young players with Simmons, Embiid, Sarich, and Fultz. So a more talented group than the Lakers? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I'm not going to be biased here, even though I love the Lakers. But you also have to remember that the Eastern Conference is a lot weaker than the Western Conference. So I don't know what was said in the meeting, but maybe the Sixers put a lot of emphasis on the young group having a lot of talent, as well as having an easier conference compared to the West which is probably what steered him and his team away. In the end, he chose the Lakers. He chose LeBron versus Kyrie. He chose to be a part of one of the best rivalries in sports, the Lakers versus the Celtics. And that is something I am definitely looking forward to. And even though maybe you're not a Celtics fan, maybe you're not a Lakers fan, or maybe you're not even a LeBron fan, but I really hope that you are excited to watch something exciting like this again. But we won't get into a lot of LeBron Lakers and the Celtics right now but can we all agree that the Rockets lost in free agency this summer so we all know the Houston Rockets came so close to beating the Warriors but 
in my opinion, if they had a healthy Chris Paul, it would have been a Rockets versus Cavs NBA final. And I'm really hoping that you saw that too. You can't deny the fact that with both Chris Paul and James Harden on the floor orchestrating the offense, the Rockets were one of the best teams in the NBA, if not the best team. That was last year. They had a horrible free agency this summer. I know they signed Chris Paul, but who else? I mean, Michael Carter-Williams? They also lost two premier 3 and D perimeter specialist guys in Luke Mbamute and, and Trevor Ariza. It's hard to find decent 3 and D guys in the NBA, and the Rockets lost two in the same year. What the Rockets should consider is sending an offer to Marcus Smart. He's a restricted free agent, so the Celtics, they can always match the offer. But maybe the Rockets can offer just enough to where the Celtics might think it's too much and not match. I mean, he's not quite as lengthy as Ariza and Luke Mbamute, but he's a pesky defender, and he can knock down the three ball. He won't fill the vacancy left by both Ariza and Luke Mbamute, but he can fill one. Now, I know he's a point guard, and he would be playing alongside Paul or Harden off the bench, but it will definitely, definitely fill a need that the Rockets let go of. Right now, it doesn't look like the Rockets have any interest in Smart whatsoever, or they simply just don't have the cap space for him because he's asking for a lot of money. The, right now, the Kings are the front runners to land Smart if the Celtics don't match the offer the, King, the Sacramento Kings come up with. All I can say right now is that he'll be a tremendous amount of help for a rebuilding team. So while we're on the Rockets right now, I feel like we should talk about the weird situation with Clint Capella. And last season, the bruising big man averaged 13 points, 10 rebounds, and 2 blocks. That's not a bad stat line, right? And according to CBSSports.com, Capella knows how important he is to the Houston Rockets. And we all know that Chris Paul and James Harden, are the, they're the fire starters for this contender. But without Capella... How far do you think the Rockets would get in a tough Western Conference? They'd probably finish with a third or a fourth seed, but they won't be anywhere near as good without Capella. And in my opinion, he knows that. He knows he's worth a lot of money. Right now, Capella, he's asking for a contract in the $100 million range, which he absolutely deserves after what he proved last season. But right now, it seems like that the Houston Rockets... They don't think he's worth that much, or maybe they do, and they can't offer him what he wants. But also, according to CBSSports.com, the Rockets offered him a four-year, $60 million contract, which, I mean, it's relatively close to what Capella wants, and it doesn't look like the Rockets will offer him what he wants, and as soon as soon, he'll just have to accept the $60 million deal if he can't get any more than that from any other team. So if the rock, so he he's just gonna have to accept it, and maybe over the course of the next four years, further prove that he's worth a hundred million dollars, which I think he will be able to prove. And the the Rockets they're they're dominating the headlines today. And with that said, according to CBSSports.com, the Rockets as well as the Miami Heat have heavy interest in Carmelo Anthony since the Thunder are gonna part ways with the former superstar. Look, 
Carmelo, he is not the player he once was. I read yesterday that he should accept the fact and realize he is now a role player and maybe even a bench player. There was even some speculation that the Lakers had interest in landing Carmelo, but probably not as much as the Houston Rockets and the Miami Heat. Okay, so Carmelo Anthony, he can definitely help a contender, most likely on the offensive side, while he's still a lights-out scorer right now, but not necessarily on the defensive side, as his defensive numbers were mediocre. The Miami Heat, they're not contenders yet. But with a healthy Dion Waiters with Carmelo alongside him, you never know what can happen in the embarrassingly weak Eastern Conference. With the Houston Rockets, Carmelo can have his wish come true by playing alongside one of his friends and Chris Paul. In Houston, he won't have to worry about coming off the bench because who else is going to start over him? I mean, Gerald Green? It's a possibility, but that's not going to happen. P.J. Tucker? Not a chance, unless they want more defense on the floor. Eric Gordon, probably the best chance to start over Carmelo, but we all know Eric Gordon is more of a sixth man than even though he proved he was worthy of starting last season while Chris Paul was out with injuries. Like I said, Carmelo Anthony is not the player he once was, as with every aging star in the NBA, but he can he can definitely help a team that needs to bolster up their offense, which is what the Miami Heat desperately need right now. So it makes a lot of sense for Carmelo to play for Miami, but I can also see him wanting to play alongside Chris Paul in Houston. So I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. And, you know, not a lot of people are talking about the Sacramento Kings right now, and it's with good reason. Now, I'm not saying the Kings are a bad organization. I'm just saying that they're a young and rebuilding team, and not a lot of people want to talk about rebuilding teams. I love to talk about rebuilding teams, and I hope you guys love hearing about it. It was reported that the Kings have interest in Rodney Hood and, as I said earlier, Marcus Smart. If they can't have both, one would be a perfect fit on a young team since they couldn't land Zach Levine. The Kings... They were going to pay Zach Levine like a superstar. And the Bulls, they, they quickly matched it. They, they matched that offer without any hesitation whatsoever. If the Sacramento Kings, if they land Hood, they can add more offense to their team. And with players like Bogdanovich, Heald, Randolph, and Temple, who did most of the scoring, adding a player like Rodney Hood can take pressure off Temple, who can focus more on a specialty, which is defense. It also take the scoring pressure off of Heald, who has had high expectations since he's been in the league. I'm not going to talk too much about Marcus Smart as I already did earlier, but what I do want to say is that the Kings absolutely need another perimeter defender alongside Garrett Temple. So hopefully they can sign Marcus Smart, and as I said earlier, just to help with the rebuilding process. And maybe, you know... Maybe they'll be a lot better with one of those two guys if they can't have both. You guys, you know what's really annoying? It's probably just me, but the Red Sox and the Yankees, it seems like every single season they dominate the non-waiver deadline. Every single season, and right now both the Yankees and the Red Sox have interest in 
Baltimore Orioles closer, Zach Britton. Uh, Zach Britton, he hasn't been that great closing for the Orioles this season. With a 4.63 ERA, two saves, and nine strikeouts, and a 1.371 whip. According to the BaltimoreSun.com, even with not so great numbers on paper, Zach Britton's value continues to rise. Now, I don't exactly see him closing for the Yankees or the Red Sox, as the Yankees have Oroldis Chapman closing, and the Red Sox have Craig Kimbrell closing for them. But I can see both ball clubs using him as a late reliever, possibly in the seventh inning or maybe even the eighth inning, leaving the ninth inning for their original closers. So if he gets traded to either the Yankees or the Red Sox, you know, putting in Britain, it would clearly have to be matchup-based as his numbers are significantly better against right-handed batters, leaving them with only a 208 average. It doesn't make any sense for New York and Boston to have interest in him as the Red Sox are fifth in Team ERA, whereas the Yankees are second. But of course, there is always room for improvement for both the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. And so while we are on the Yankees, I want to talk about Manny Machado. Did you guys really think I was done talking about the star shortstop? Not a chance, at least not until he gets traded. And according to MLBTradeRumors.com, Manny Machado, he doesn't want to move back to third base. Apparently, he'd make more sense as a third baseman on an already stacked Yankees team. Also, according to MLBTradeRumors.com, Yankees general manager Brian Cashman, he threw shade towards Machado, saying that the Yankees are only focusing on weaknesses, which seems like to me that he's saying, you know, we don't need you at third base and we don't need you at shortstop. We need starting pitching and you aren't a starting pitcher. It sounds like if the Yankees, if they actually trade for Machado, their plan was to move him to third, leaving Gregorius at short. When Manny Machado basically said there is no way he's moving back to third, the Yankees GM pretty much said, well, we don't need you anyway. Even though all this going on, with all of this going on right now, it's still being reported that the Yankees still have heavy interest in the star Baltimore Orioles shortstop. And it's, it's fair to say Machado has the choice of either being a third baseman or a shortstop, right? But it's also fair to say that the Yankees can move him to third if they want to, since he'll, he'll most likely be a half a year rental before he walks in free agency anyway. So wherever he goes this season and next season, he's going to help that team a tremendous amount. I just want him to get traded already. I, I'm getting, I'm starting to get impatient, and I'm sure a lot of a lot of you guys are too. But you know who absolutely is not going to get traded? It's Felix Hernandez, and he hit the DL today. According to MLBTradeRumors.com, the Mariners have announced that Felix Hernandez will hit the DL because of lower back tightness. This move, it's smart because it would afford him extra rest as the All-Star break is approaching. This season hasn't been that great for Felix because age is starting to creep up on him. Even though he hasn't been his dominant self that we're all used to seeing, it makes me happy that the Mariners aren't even considering trading him. Not even a thought of it. 
Felix has been through the worst parts of being with Seattle, and now they finally have the chance to make the postseason. Bad season after bad season, there was nothing more that the former Cy Young Award winner wanted than to have the chance to make the postseason. He showed the Seattle Mariners loyalty, and now they're showing it to him. If you aren't a Mariners fan, it's a little hard to dislike Felix, isn't it? This season, or at least hopefully, the Mariners and Felix Hernandez will finally make the postseason, whether it fits in the wild card or the top spot in the AL West. And that, surprisingly, is it for today, guys. Like I said, the last few days have been... There hasn't been a whole lot going on within the sports world. And it's, I mean, it's okay, you know, as long as I have something to talk about with you guys. But thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to F Your Opinion. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at mccall24. That's at M-M-C-C-A-L-L-2-4. And I'll see you next time.